support for this episode comes from Brew. Brew is a cloud-based brewery management platform, allowing you to run your brewery from your computer, tablet, or phone. Brew understands the complexity of running a modern brewery, managing production, stock, distribution, and selling via a range of sales channels. Brew streamlines every step of your brewery into a single platform and integrates with sales platforms like Shopify, WooCommerce, Square, and Zettle, and accounting software like Xero and QuickBooks, so you'll never need to enter the same information twice. It will even automatically calculate your UK beer duty. Brew has helped small startups get off the ground, and bigger breweries save time and reduce costs. To find out more and get a 30-day trial, visit brew.com. That's B-R-E-W-W.com. It's all about getting an edge, doing something to make your beer stand out in a crowded field. Some do it with the label on the can or bottle, and others with the ingredients inside. One that keeps popping up is cannabidiol, or better known as CBD. Perfectly legal in the UK, it's the second most prevalent of the active ingredients of cannabis with most using CBD oil to relieve pain or to relax, despite all the hint-hint, nudge-nudge of how some CBD producers present their product, it doesn't make you high like THC or have you burst into Bob Marley songs. You can find it in health food stores, as oil or tinctures, in gummies like THC edibles, and in drinks. Unfortunately, you can find a lot of nonsense around it as well. If you're trying to get a recommended dose from the skimpy amount some breweries use, you'd have to drink around 11 cans of their beer. With that amount of alcohol in you, you'd be flat on your back, well before the calming effect of CBD kicks in. With all the health claims going on regarding CBD, you have to wonder if CBD is somehow Latin for snake oil. But that said, there is evidently real potential with CBD in beer. You just have to know what you're doing. Hi, I'm Tim Sheehan, editor of the Brewer's Journal. And I'm Vela Mitrovich, editor of the Distiller's Journal. In this episode, we'll be talking with Dr. Keith Villa, who not only has his own cannabis brewery in Colorado, he's also just written a book available here on Amazon titled Brewing with Cannabis, Using THC and CBD in Beer. If somehow Keith's name sounds familiar, it's because he's the man who created Blue Moon in 1995, after getting his PhD in brewing from the University of Brussels. Bringing his learnings of Belgian beer back to the US, he helped kick off the US craft beer movement. Retiring recently from Molson Coors, the owners of Blue Moon, he showed you can't keep a good brewer down and open up Surya Brewing Company, a real trailblazer in the growing US market of non-alcoholic cannabis-infused beers. Why non-alcoholic? You'll have to listen to find out why. At this point, some of you are probably shaking your heads at the thought of CBD, and this is understandable. While some people believe there is nothing as effective in reducing pain or helping them to relax without the side effects of medications, or even alcohol, there are just as many who say it's a fraud. It's one of those drugs that, um, it's a cannabinoid, but it does not bind to the CB1 and CB2 receptors in the body. It acts through secondary means. That's why with CBD, 
it has such a hit and miss record with people. Some people are very sensitive to it and a, a small amount works. Others are not sensitive and they need a huge amount of CBD to work. Others have a need to combine it with other cannabinoids such as CBG and CBN to be fully functional. So, so the science is still coming in, but CBD in general, I would say it needs more than 100 milligrams to have an effect and it needs to be combined with either CBG or CBN to have that really good sedative effect on the body. So let's pause and ask, what exactly is CBD? So it's, uh, it's the, the short uh, name, shortened, well, it's a, not a true acronym, but it is the, uh, the three letters for cannabidiol, which is one of the cannabinoids of the roughly 100 cannabinoids that exist in the cannabis plant. With the majority of you who have experimented with cannabis or live in a cannabis-friendly nation, it is known that the effects of THC are real. Whether you like it or not, you put THC into your body and you feel something. But with CBD, the effects are said to be not as pronounced, leaving you wondering if the so-called health benefits are genuine. That's debatable because some people believe that it's, it's just a placebo effect. The science shows that somewhere between 100 and 300 milligrams is what is needed to have a measurable effect on the human body. Most products that you can purchase typically have 10 or 20 milligrams. Some may have up to 50, but it's rare to find a product that has that 100 to 300 milligram dosage that exists in the literature to, to see a, a, a true effect. Although the whole science and research regarding CBD is new, even more recent is the idea of putting it either in a can of alcoholic or non-alcoholic beer but it's imperative to know how much to add. I would say in a can of, of bever any beverage, you would need, I would recommend over 100, probably 100 uh, milligrams would be good, but it has to be combined with CBG and or CBN, and it has to be bioavailable. That means it's got to be put into a matrix, a, an emulsion, emulsion system that, goes into the body uh, in, a, in a very rapid amount of time and appears in the bloodstream because there are some carriers like that that don't uh, work quickly and don't carry it into the human body with much efficiency. So those things have to happen. And when they do happen, then it, it, I believe CBD truly has an effect. So number one, it needs that high dosage. Number two, it has to be combined with CBG and or CBN. Uh, that's because CBD does not bind to the cannabinoid receptors in our bodies. It has secondary action. So it's not a, a true binding cannabinoid. CBG, CBN, those do bind. So CBD is believed to have that effect magnified by the presence of CBG and CBN. And then finally, the bioavailability, as I said, is very critical because if you take CBD all day long and it's not available inside your body, it just passes through, uh, it does not absolutely no good. So it's got to be bioavailable. Although Keith Fia describes the whole process of putting CBD into beer 
as something simple as any brewer should be able to do. At times, his book makes you wish you had paid more attention to your school chemistry class. Not at all. In, in my book, I talk about how to extract uh, cannabinoids from the plant. In, in places where marijuana is illegal because of THC, many of these places have legalized medical marijuana, which is typically hemp, uh, that is cannabis with uh, THC contents at less than 0.3% dry weight THC. Uh, other places differ by a little bit, but in general it's 0.3% dry weight THC. So you can extract all those nice cannabinoids by using certain techniques uh, such as alcohol extraction. In my book I talk about how to do it, but it's, it's very simple by taking the plant, the buds, and putting them into a, an alcohol uh, solution and letting it sit there for, for a couple of days. And just that, that during that time, the cannabinoids will become extracted into the alcohol. And then from there, you can dose it into your favorite beverage. Of course, it's got to be activated. And I talk about how to activate those cannabinoids. The, by that, I mean that it exists, that is CBD, THC, they exist in the plant in a non-activated form. So you can eat the buds, the plant all day long, nothing will happen because it's not activated. You have to use heat to activate CBD and THC. And again, that might be another issue that's that we're seeing with products in the marketplace is perhaps those are not activated. I doubt that because most people who are making those, I would hope, uh, would have the wherewithal to activate that and not uh, fool any people that are buying their products. But CBD has to be activated. Uh, in other words, a, a simple explanation would be that it exists as, as a, a structure that looks like a key. And in our bodies, we have locks. Now the key is the CBD. To fit in these locks, it, it, it has to fit nicely and neatly. But in the plant, it has a little structure on it that prevents it from going into the lock. By heating it, you remove that impediment. So it becomes a true key-like structure that goes into our body and activates things. So uh, uh, it unlocks the potential for pain relief, for sleep, for all these different qualities that the cannabis plant has. But they must be activated. And then after that, you can put it into a beverage, your coffee, your tea, your uh, water, and consume it. And, uh, and the nice part also is when you extract the entire uh, cannabinoid system of a plant, you use all these things together, which uh, uh, really leads to a much better effect on the body. If you just have the THC in isolation, or the CBD in isolation, such as exists in beverages, you may not be getting the full benefits of, the, of all the, the cannabinoids. And, and there's a, ter a term that's used for this. It's called the entourage effect. That means the effect of the whole is much better than the effect of a single isolated component. So by the entourage effect, you can certainly extract all of those cannabinoids uh, using alcohol, get them activated, and then put it in your beverage, and you should have a pretty good physiological effect on, on the body.
Support for this episode comes from Brewman by Premier Systems. Brewman is the UK's number one brewery management software, used by over 250 breweries and distilleries. We are proud to announce the launch of Brewman version 7, allowing breweries to place orders, calculate duty, manage stock, track production and much more on any device, from anywhere. The system starts from just £50 a month, with all functionality available, allowing breweries to focus on making great products, not filling in paperwork. To find out more, visit premiersystems.com or sign up to a free trial at brewman.premiersystems.com. In USA, while cannabis is legal in some states, as far as the federal government is concerned, it's illegal, which leads to some strange laws. Brew cannabis beer in one state, bring it into another, and you committed a federal crime. One thing, however, is that all states are in agreement with, and that's not adding THC or CBD to any liquid containing alcohol. While in the UK with CBD, this isn't an issue. Keith, along with researchers in the USA, believe you should never mix alcoholic beer with cannabis in any form. It, it doesn't matter, but I, I don't recommend people mix alcoholic beer with cannabis, any kind of cannabinoid. It, it can do a couple of things. Uh, first off, um, some of the uh, cannabinoids, some of the terpenes in cannabis can kind of magnify the effects of uh, THC and, and and even that, that alcohol THC interaction, in, in particular, myrcene is one of those uh, terpenes in cannabis that can magnify that effect. And, and some people who consume both alcohol and cannabis uh, will end up with a condition called couch lock. It's, it's, it's exactly what it says. Uh, you consume too much and you get kind of a tired sensation where you just lay down on the couch in the fetal position and, and you're there for you know up to three hours you, you just don't want to move uh, you're you're literally locked on the couch so they refer to that as couch lock and uh really the, the only way around it is is what they say is is to consume uh cbd to help re- relieve those effects so, uh, so otherwise, it's just a matter of time. You have to wait for it to wear off, which which can take hours. So, uh, yeah. So that's uh, that's why I, I don't recommend combining alcohol and and cannabis. The other more serious reason is that uh, CBD is is known to uh, affect the vagus nerve at the back of the the mouth. So that's that nerve that if you stick your fingers down in the back of your throat, it, it causes that gag reflex. And, and in general, people who are on chemo can have uh, a series of dry heaves during the day. Some can have hundreds of dry heaves. And to relieve that uh, sensation, cannabis is, is one of the better alternatives they can take. And, and cannabis, the way it works is it, it stimulates that nerve at the back of the throat called the vagus nerve. And by doing that, uh, it makes it no longer sensitive to the chemo so that you you can actually go through the day without uh, having the dry heaves that's great for people on chemo however if you might imagine a party at a 
university where people are taking shots of tequila or whiskey or whatever. Typically, after five, six, or seven shots, most people will start to feel really upset in the stomach, and it's the body's way of saying, "I've got to get rid of all this alcohol," and they'll they'll run to the toilet and throw up.、Um, hopefully, they make it that far, but uh, uh, yeah, they, they will get sick and expel that alcohol out to prevent. The blood alcohol level rising to a dangerous point in the body, and and that could lead to sickness or even death. Now, in that same situation where somebody has consumed cannabis, that vagus nerve is not stimulated, and so with cannabis it stimulates it, and so it's not activated by the reflex, and so you can keep drinking your shots of tequila, you know, up to ten, twelve, a whole bottle, and by that time. It's too late because you you could get very sick or potentially end up dead、uh, because that nerve wasn't、uh, working the way it should. So so that's that's one of those more, more serious、uh, things that that we're aware of, and there are a lot of other things that could potentially be there too. It's just that people have not found them out yet due to the illegality of cannabis. If you're at a festival or in a park, there is no mistaking that strong smell. So it's understandable that some would question if you want this flavor in your beer. It depends on、uh, what part of the cannabis plant you use. So if you use just the isolated CBD or the isolated THC,、uh, those don't have a smell.、Uh, they do have a bitter taste. And so, as a brewer, what you have to do is you have to adjust the beer recipe and, and decrease the amount of hops so it's not so bitter. Uh, because you will get this extra bitterness from CBD and THC. If you use the entire plant, of course, you'll also have those cannabinoids, which bring along that flavor, that smell of the plant. And most people, in my experience, it, it is very polarizing—the the smell of cannabis.、Uh, by polarizing, I mean you either like it or you don't like it. <laughs> and most people don't like it.、Uh, They smell it and they say, "Oh, it smells like burning rubber. It smells like a skunk." I mean, there's a lot of descriptors for that smell, and most people really don't care for it.、Uh, there are a few people who love it; they can't get enough of it. So that's why it's polarizing. You either like it or you don't like it. And、uh, so, with the entire、uh, extract of cannabis,、uh, you will get the flavors, the smells,、uh, that dank character of, of marijuana. You'll get that in the beer. But if you use just pure CBD, The only thing you'll get is a, is a slight bitterness, and so、uh, so you just have to compensate for that. With any potentially strong flavor, some styles of beer are better suited than others. I would say those that are more bitter, such as pale ale, IPA, those are definitely suited nicely for CBD and for cannabis too, because the hop、uh, profile of those beers can. Really meld nicely with with the profile of cannabis.、Uh, if you pick the right strains of cannabis and the right varieties of hops, but if you if you back off the dosage, you can actually make CBD work very nicely in a lager. It's got to be the isolate, and you have to really be careful on, on not overdoing、uh, that bitterness.、Uh, but you can. With practice, make a very nice light lager、uh, with with CBD.
If you're used to canning alcoholic beers, you're familiar with how low the temperature can go during canning. Going alcohol-free changes all of this. I think the, the only thing uh, is that, uh, at least that I've run into, is uh, it can have a tendency to foam up uh, during packaging. So you do have to just keep it very, very cold during the packaging process, uh, which for brewers, experienced brewers, that's pretty pretty commonplace. You, know, you want to keep your beer as cold as possible uh, to make sure it doesn't foam up. And when it has CBD in it, it's even more so that you really have to keep it cold. But keep in mind that uh, from my perspective, here in the States, when you make a beer or any beverage with CBD, it has to be non-alcoholic. So the closer you get to the freezing point, the closer you risk the beer freezing because it's more like water. There's no alcohol to keep it safe when it reaches that freezing point. So uh, you don't want to end up with a beer popsicle. So, so you've got to be very careful, get it as close to freezing as possible without going into that freezing zone because you will get uh, ice crystals developing. With some breweries expanding into spirits, you have to wonder if CBD would work in low to no spirits, which are seen by many as a lacking. CBD, I think, would work very well in, in uh, low and no alcohol spirits. It, it does have, uh, like I said, the bitterness really goes well with, with a lot of the uh, bitter character of, of a lot of these uh, NA and low alcohol spirits. There are some on the market. I won't name uh, commercial names, but there are some that, in my opinion, are much better than others because they have just a more, uh, I guess, authentic uh, flavor profile uh, of, of bitterness and kind of a burning on the palate that you would get from, from the alcoholic equivalent. And the CBD definitely would go nicely in these products. In fact, I, I would argue that the entire hemp extract uh, with CBD plus all of the flavors and other cannabinoids would go very nicely in some of these uh, non-alcoholic spirits uh, just because of that flavor profile and how it melds together with uh, the other botanicals. If you don't have a beer background at all, and now you're making, let's say, a non-alcoholic gin, some would ask if there's a learning curve involved in adding CBD to it. No, because, uh, again, it's something that is as simple as, as a, a process that you can do on your, your kitchen stove. So uh, you don't have to be a, an experienced brewer. You don't have to have a degree in biochemistry. Uh, it's very simple. Um, if, if you love to tinker in the kitchen and, and make uh, uh, any type of a dish or beverage in the kitchen, um, I think CBD is actually for you because, like I said, uh, if you have the buds, hemp buds, and you put them in alcohol uh, in the kitchen, prior to that, heat them up to activate, then you extract, then you could uh, have a uh, extract that you can then blend with other bot botanicals and make your own spirits in the kitchen. And, um, and it really is not, not difficult. Uh, it, it's, it's more, more or less a, a creative endeavor. So that's why I think, uh, just the, the everyday person, man, woman could, uh, make some really nice, uh, uh, beverages. And in fact, a lot of times I love to try things that non brewers and non distillers make because 
they come at it from a completely different angle. And sometimes they may do things that, that a person experienced in the trade would, would never, ever think of. They may add a, a spice or an herb that is not traditional, yet it adds uh, something to the beer. I've had this before in, in my experience where um, people add things to beer. And uh, at first it's like, wow, I would have never thought of that. Years ago, I had a, uh, I judged a competition where a, a young person had put uh, uh, peanut butter in a beer. This was in the early 90s. And I remember thinking, that's crazy. Why would someone do that? And I tasted it and actually was was pretty decent. And uh, after that, I, I uh, created some peanut butter and almond butter, cashew butter beers, uh, which tasted really good. And uh, and I learned a lot because there's a lot of there's a lot of science that actually goes into it. But if you're just a, an everyday person, you just do it because of the flavor and the, the fun. But from a scientific perspective, you learn about all the fats that are in peanuts and how uh, how it affects the fermentation and uh, in a good way. So there's just so much to learn every day, whether from brewers or from people who are not experienced in, in the profession. Already there seems to be some winners and losers in the CBD category. If you decide to make CBD-infused beers, how will you prevent it from being a flash in a pan and being here for the long run? I think one thing is, is education, because most people are familiar with cannabis through CBD or THC. They, they believe it either gets you high or it has some effect such as makes you sleepy or relieves pain. In reality, there, as I mentioned earlier, there are over 100 cannabinoids in the plant, each of which does something slightly different than the other. We've talked about THC, which gets you high. It does other things too, but one of the main components is it does cause intoxication. Another one is CBD, which is believed to relieve pain and, and allow you to sleep uh, a little better. Uh, CBG, CBN do very similar things. THCV is a uh, another cannabinoid that they call the skinny cannabinoid, which allows you to, to take it and it reduces your appetite. So people who want to lose weight uh, can use THCV. Uh, and, and there's so many other cannabinoids that we don't know what they do. Some are believed to act uh, like caffeine, but, but not caffeine. They act very similar. Others uh, give you energy. Others act like Viagra. I mean, there's just so many others that are reported to do different things. And that's another reason why we need it to be uh, legalized uh, so that universities can start doing research to find out what these things do. Uh, because who knows, there could be uh, uh, even a cure for cancer in, in cannabis, which there certainly has been some study showing that there is the potential for cannabinoids to kill off cancer cells. So in that regard, I think it's essential to uh, allow universities to start uh, studying cannabis so we can find out what is in there that can help us. I would like to give a special thanks to Keith Thea, author of Brewing with Cannabis, our sponsors, and most of all to you, our listeners. And please check out the upcoming edition of the Brewer's Journal for a new feature on CBD and beer. The Brewer's Journal is a production of Reby Media, produced and hosted by me, Tim Sheehan. 
and Fela Mitrovic. Sound engineering is by Ross McPherson. Series supervision by John Young. The executive producer is Rory Harris.